my life. Sacrifice, hustle pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to another show. It is crazy. A lot of people out there who really thought the Nuggets would have it easy, sweeping the Lakers, they said there's no chance. There is no chance from them boys from the 305, from Dade County, would have a chance to even get a game, a game in the series. Not even winning in Denver. Just getting the game. And y'all just seen what happened. Right? Fourth quarter was amazing by the Miami Heat. We'll talk about that in a second. Jimmy Buckets finally woke up a little bit in the fourth. You had guys that contributed for the, for the Miami Heat that didn't show up in game one. Now we got a series. Now the Heat took the advantage from the Nuggets as far as home court advantage. And we'll go ahead and speak more to that in a second. Hey, man, if you're new to this channel, kick it with us for the next 15 minutes. And trust me, you're going to love the show. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Hit that bell notification if you can. Every time you know you get alerts to your phone when we drop new episodes, thumbs up as well. It helps out the video push to the top on YouTube and IG. Can't appreciate the ones who's been watching throughout the whole entire season. Can't thank y'all enough. Appreciate the support. All love. All love. Hey, man. The audio is everywhere. If you can't watch me, you can hear it. Podcast, anywhere. Podcast Bean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. And we're on social media as well. Ball, don't lie. B-A-L-L-D-N-T-L-I-E. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok, Facebook. Hit follow. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, man. Hit us up, man. Especially on Twitter, man. I'll be on there tough, man. You know me. I got. I pull up some facts. But let's go ahead and let's get down to the needy-greedy, man, because there's only a few people out there that are really supporting Miami. I'm going for whoever wins the series. I don't really care. You know what I mean? But obviously, you want to see a great NBA final. A lot of people undermine the fact that the Lakers are not in the NBA finals. Same thing with Boston or whoever else. Miami deserves to be here. Nuggets deserve to be here. And it's going to be a great series. It's crazy, man. So let's just start off saying this. For three quarters in game two, the same thing the Nuggets did in game one. They clearly dominated. They dominated. They controlled it. They controlled the tempo. They controlled how they played. They kind of dictate the pace of the game. And don't get me wrong. Miami was scratching and clawing in this game as well as it was in game one. The deciding factor came down to fourth quarter. And... Watching both games and dissecting both games, I don't know what it is. And this happens. This happened periodically, too, in the playoffs with the Nuggets. When it gets to the fourth quarter, they kind of let the gas off the throttle. They kind of re- relax the feet on the neck of their opponent. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Mike Malone spoke about in game one in the presser that he's not satisfied with how they ended the game. And he went on a, man, he went on a rant today. Same thing about game two. Like, in the presser, he just went off. And I'll play that, that video to you guys in a second. But, yeah, man, tip your head off to Miami, man. Miami, as far as 
maybe maybe the Mavericks to low, uh, you know, to a slight degree back in the days. Miami is the only team in the league that plays zone defense to a perfection. We've seen that in the last series against Boston. How they slow down Tatum. How they slow down JB. And and same thing happened here in game two. They went to a zone, a heat zone, in the fourth quarter. They pretty much put bodies, either guards, usually it's Gabe Vincent or, um, you know, Clint Martin. Sometimes you have Jimmy in there in case, you know, one of those guys sit. Kyra Lowry. These guys are scrapping. And they're coming at Jokic at all angles. And I get it. Jokic is a great passer, but he can't see everything. He gets the ball. He's looking to his left. Yeah, he's getting stripped. Or, 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 you know, or he's getting basically hounded by these guys. And it just causes a disruption in their offense. And kind of played out of sync in the fourth quarter. So you got to give a lot of credit to Coach Bo and his gang as far as his coaching staff. Going to the heat zone again, man, they play like, they play marvelous when they play defense as far as on the uh, on the zone. But, yeah, so fourth quarter was the deciding factor. I don't care about the first three quarters. The, three, the first three quarters was a, it was a good game. It was up and down, whatever it may be. You know, but once again, you have Miami, uh, Miami's going down by 15 points. You know, and, and, and you feel like the Nuggets have the game in their hands. That's why that's how that's how it came across to me. Like when I'm watching the game, I'm like, damn, yet again, here we go again. Down by 15. Can they do it this time? But the difference was the guys were actually making shots in a sense, right? <laughs> like, like Duncan Robinson himself woke up. Okay. So when they get to the fourth quarter, they're down, right? By three, by ten, whatever it was. I forgot what it was exactly. Duncan comes in, gets you a three-pointer. Goes to the basket, you know, pump fake, you know, from the corner pocket, pump fakes, goes to the basket for a layup. Next one, he gets a, you know, a cut to the basket layup and one. It's crazy. So he gives you 10 points off the bench quick, quick. And then that gives the team somewhat of a spark. Like, okay, Duncan's eating now. Let's get the other guys involved, right? So Jimmy wakes up. Jimmy had 13 points in game one. And everybody's saying, what's going on with Jimmy? Right, and he's over here nonchalant, chilling, smiling, talking about everything good, man. Don't worry about it. We are good. And it comes into second game two, and we're like, "What the hell's wrong with Jimmy?" And he finally woke up in the fourth quarter. And during that stretch of the run, as far as the team, you know, you have ten points that's given by Duncan Robinson. You got eight points, crucial eight points given by Jimmy Butler in the fourth. Then they start getting this confidence. Okay, Jimmy's back. Oh, man, Duncan's hitting his shots. Game Vincent played great in two games. The first two games in this finals, he's playing great. He's hitting shots, looking at people, talking trash, right? Kyle Lowry hits a big shot over Jokic. Now everybody's getting, everybody's feeding. Bam's getting the ball, you know, giving, you know, dimes here and there, going for a little jump shot here and there, getting a dunk and one. They get, you know, Michael Porter fouling them on. So they're going on this streak, right? So he finally woke up as far as Jimmy. You know, congrats to him because they need him for sure, right? He ended with 21 points in the game. But if you want to win this series, Miami, Jimmy Butler cannot give you 13, 21 points in two games. Like, he can't give you 13 in game one, 21 points in game two, 21 points in game three. That can't happen. You can't rely on the fact that the Nuggets are sleeping in the fourth quarter and you're in attack mode. You have to come out the gates and be aggressive. So I'm pretty sure in game three we're going to see a lot of difference. It's different playing in Denver than anywhere else. But this is the most conditioned team in, in the NBA. They have this process in Miami in training camp that you have to have a certain amount in body fat index. 
6%, 7% body fat in order for you to be on this team. That's why all these guys are, you know, chiseled and they're in shape. Everybody's talking about Kyle Lowry lost weight. Yeah, he did. He lost weight because he had to make that damn program. He had to fit that. He had to fit their heat culture. So if any team had the chance of playing in Denver with the altitude and all that stuff, it's definitely Miami. They're in shape to do that. So, you know, kudos to their whole entire nutrition team, their training staff, etc. Right? So Miami goes to, uh, you know, Miami goes into Denver game two. Dominates in the fourth, drops 36 points in, in, in the fourth quarter, shooting 69% from the field, right? Shooting consistently from the free throw line, not really missing any big free throw shots. And they're doing this with a breeze in a sense. Like Nuggets defense couldn't figure out how to stop backdoor cuts, you know, um, high, high pick, and, uh, pick and pops or pick and flares, you know, pin downs. You know, stuff like that. They couldn't figure that out in the in an eight-minute stretch in the fourth quarter, especially when around the nine-minute mark. Once they got into the foul trouble, the, the Heat started just picking them apart. So when they finally beat, you know, the Nuggets, you know, they, they ended their, ho- their, their whole entire, you know, celebration with nine games undefeated at home. I'm surprised. that uh, It was called uh, the Phoenix Suns with KD and Devin Booker. Didn't win a game in Denver. And you have the Lakers going there. Didn't win either. Right, like there's no one that's really beating Denver in Denver. And then Miami comes out here and could have could have you know could have got game one. Fourth quarter, they kind of chiseled away a little bit, got the little rhythm. Yeah, okay, whatever. It ended. Game two, they come out there and they still a game in Denver. You know, so yeah, they ended that streak with nine one. I think the last time the Nuggets Yeah, the last time the Nuggets lost a home game in Denver was March thirtieth. So we're looking at like almost damn near two months ago. Right, so yeah, it's 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 immaculate what they're doing at home. They're very tough to be at home, right? So Miami scoring thirty six points, eleven for sixteen from the field, shooting sixty nine percent. You know, uh, it's crazy. You know, so I'm gonna run this tape for you guys about the head coach Mike Malone, what he had to say about his team and his effort. Run the tape. I don't think the that, that's the biggest question. No, let's talk about effort. I mean, this is the NBA Finals, and we're talking about effort. That's a huge concern of mine. You know, and you guys probably thought I was just making up some storyline after game one when I said we didn't play well. We didn't play well. And tonight, you know, that the starting line- lineup to start the game is 10-2 to Miami. Start the third quarter. They scored 11 points in two minutes and 10 seconds. Um, and we just got, you know, we had guys out there that were just, whether feeling sorry for themselves for not making shots or thinking they can just turn it on or off, um, this is not the preseason. This is not the regular season. This is not round. This is the NBA Finals, and that to me is really, really perplexing, disappointing. And I asked the team, I asked our player, you guys tell me why we lost, and they knew the answer. Miami came in here and outworked us, and we were by far our least disciplined game of these 16 or 17 playoff games, whatever it is now. So many breakdowns, and they exploited every one of those breakdowns and scored. So. Um, if we're going to try to go down there and regain control of this series and get home court advantage back, we're going to have to outwork Miami, which we didn't do tonight, and our discipline is going to have to be off the charts. Um, you mentioned the breakdowns, 17 of 35 from three uh, Miami shot. I mean, how many of them were defensive breakdowns? You seem to call timeout on several of them. Um, maybe it's some miscommunications. Oh, there's no Maybe. Oh, there, there was definitely miscommunication. There was game plan breakdowns, personnel breakdowns. 
Um, you know, there are guys like Max Struess, and, and you know that Max, and I said it after game one, he's 0 for 9 in game one. You know he's going to make shots, and he got off to a really hot start tonight, cooled down a little bit, but uh, he gets 10 threes off, Gabe Vincent gets six off, uh, Kevin Love gets six off, Duncan Robinson gets three off, and those are guys that we're supposed to have a heightened awareness to. As I mentioned after game one, the fact that they got 16 wide open threes was concerning. They didn't make them. And so we got lucky in game one. Tonight they made them. So it was definitely a breakdown in communication. It was definitely a breakdown in our game plan. And like I said, we, we just were not nearly as disciplined as you need to be in the NBA Finals. You know, and I don't blame Mike Malone. Mike Malone is a passionate coach. He keeps it real. He's not here to sugarcoat it. You know, like other other coaches, which I'm not going to drop names to, they just don't know how to really get guys into the next game. And Mike Malone, after a win, called out his team. After a win. Talking about this is the NBA Finals. Wake your ass up. This is no, you know, this is no cakewalk. And then game two, same thing. They had a mental collapse in the fourth quarter. You know, he spoke about it, you know, a few seconds ago on the, on the video. It's just insane. You know, I, I think... You got to give a lot of credit to, like I said, Miami, but you, know, you have to have guys that help. That has to help Jokic. You know, like we've seen that throughout the whole entire postseason. Guys like Bruce Brown, you know, KCP, um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. had, you know, was going bonkers against the Lakers, right? In two games, I don't see nothing outside of Murray and Jokic. Like KCP, don't rely on him. He's a defender. You know what I mean? Even though he wants to be that guy, you can't give me. Single-digit points in back-to-back -back games in the NF NBA Finals, and, you, and you're relying on him. Same thing with Bruce Brown. You're not you, you're not really doing anything in the, in, in the NBA Finals so far. Two games so far, you you're damn near had single digits in game one. In the game two, you had ten points, I believe. You know, Michael uh, Michael Porter Jr. five points in game two. You're the third best option on this team, and you give your damn team five points. Yeah, they're gonna fix that for sure. But that's unacceptable. You can't do that either. Like, the three guys I'm relying on, obviously we all know Jokic and Murray, but Michael Porter Jr. got to wake up. At least AG, Aaron Gordon himself, is playing like he's been playing all play all playoffs. You know, he gives you 12 points or so, 14 points in game one, and then same thing, he's in the teens again in points in, in game two, and, he, and, he's, and he's playing both ways. But, yeah, so this is the fourth win by the Miami Heat this postseason while tra trailing, entering the fourth quarter. Like it's, it's just immaculate. Like I said, man, how they play in Miami, these guys are relentless. They're, 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 they're junkyard dogs. These guys bring a lunch pail to work. These, these are not white-collar employees. These are blue-collar guys. They, they grind. Win or lose, they're going to grind. They're going to make you work. Man, Jokic is probably going to have bruises and – Scratches when he by you know by the time he's relaxing by now right, but yeah so third win uh, this season like I said I'm um, oh, sorry yeah third win this postseason when trailing by 15 points twice it happened against Boston both games were in the first the first two games in Boston so you you, you kind of catching my drift right um, it's the seventh uh, win this postseason um, in franchise history um, as far as you know um, most road games um, it's just. Like I said, you know, Miami could play good anywhere, man. Anywhere. They could play on the road. They could play, they could play home. They could play in Pluto, man. They can play anywhere. They can play anywhere. These guys, they don't care home by home court. You can tell, man. 
They won seven road games this postseason. Seven. <laughs> These guys don't care, man. And then they go to your house and they still win at your house. Man. Anyways, let's continue, right? So, Jimmy, it's interesting. I'm going to play this, like, this little clip for you guys. Jimmy was walking after game three, had a shirt on, and said three mo. Like what you're seeing right now. Three mo. That's how confident these guys move. They move different. They build different. Man, I don't know what kind of water they're drinking, but that water different too. These guys walk around with swagger. Like confidence. They're poised. It feels like they're never stressing out. It feels like they're never, they're never like, you know, overwhelmed. Win or lose, these guys move like they, like nothing phases them. And that all comes from the top. That comes from leadership. You know, that comes from Pat Riley down to the coach Bo and, and his, whole, his whole entire coaching staff. And it goes down to Jimmy Butler, who's the leader, him and Bam. Then from Bam to the other guys going down to whoever else. But, yeah, man, great, great, great game for sure. Um, yeah, but going back to Denver, this is the first loss of this postseason when leading by 10 points, you know, going into the fourth quarter. You know, they're, they're, I think they're 11-1 and one from, what, from what I'm looking at. They're 11-1. Uh, they're up by 10 points, you know, 10, 10 plus points. Um, and, you know, Jokic, who played great in game one, had a triple-double, had 14 dimes. He had 14 assists. What, what makes Jokic so different from anyone else, including the, the best bigs in the league, if you want to go that route, with Embiid, right? And to me, I really believe Embiid is the best player as far as center, in the league because he does it on both ends. But offensively, the reason why he's better offensively than any other big in this league, Anthony Davis, Giannis, you know, Embiid, whoever, Cat, the list goes on, right? It's because he gets other people in rhythm. He is solely responsible for the rest of the people besides Jamal Murray. 14 dimes, and most of it is going to be three-pointers. So just look at the math, right? Game two, Coach Bo, <laughs> and this is interesting. How this, this how I'm leading this conversation to right? Coach Bo's like, hey, we're not gonna allow this guy to kill us, you know, both ways, passing the ball and getting other people involved, then killing us while scoring. Let's crowd his his vision. So they threw bodies at him all game. He finished the game with four assists. He had three assists up to the last two minutes in the fourth quarter. And it's crazy. Ramon Shelburne had to ask Coach Bo this, and he dodged a question. Listen up. Play the clip. This is probably oversimplifying things, but sometimes when, when teams play against Jokic, you, you turn him into a scorer, you turn him into a passer, and he controls the game. You, he only had four assists tonight. Yeah, that, that, that's ridiculous. You know, it's just that's the untrained eye that, that says something like that. This guy's an incredible player. You know, twice... In two seasons, he's been the best player on this planet. You can't just say, oh, make him a score. <laughs> That's not how they play. They, they have so many different actions that just get you compromised. Uh, we have to focus on what we do. Um, you know, we try to do things the hard way, um, and he requires you to do many things the hard way. Um, and we, he has our full respect. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Coach. They have his respect. 
and everybody respects Jokic's game. Like, no one's out there saying, yeah, boy's trash. No, they respect him because he dominates. But you can see how he does that question. There's no doubt, there's no doubt Coach Bo definitely went to the game plan of taking away his passing ability and making him focusing, just focusing on scoring. And then they had their focal point about other guys not doing their thing. So obviously game three is going to be a little bit different. Everybody's going to see that clip that I just run for you guys. And everybody's going to talk about that. It's the last two minutes of the game. I mean, the, the, the last possession of the game where they had two timeouts and they had a chance to call a timeout and then drop a plan or play chaos basketball where defense is not set up and you take the best shot available. You know, Jamal Murray had a great look. You know, it was in and out. You know, the, the, the game's about, you know, basketball's about, you know, making shots, missing shots, man. You live by the ones you make and celebrate. And the ones you miss, you go on. You keep moving forward. So, hey, man. Everybody's gonna be talking about that shot, but it is what it is. Next game, they're gonna they're gonna focus on how I mean, as far as Nuggets, they're gonna focus on effort, fourth quarter, and then getting other players involved as far as the bench players and obviously Jokic is you know he's passing. He's gonna have to definitely pass him on the four times or four assists, right? But yeah, the biggest thing from this game on Miami's side is them scoring three pointers. In game one, they missed. In game one, they had 16 open three-pointers in game one and completely missed. Short, over the rim, in and outs, whatever you want to call it, right? And then in game two, they hit 17 out of 35, okay? These guys gave you 51 points from beyond the arc. They scored a grand total of 111 points, so damn near almost half of your scoring came from the outside. That's what killed Denver and no, and like I said, they had a great defensive play in the fourth quarter, but in order for you to win the game, you got to score. Caleb Martin hits a big shot. Nuck Roberts hits a big shot. Kyle Lahr hits a big shot. Gabe Mitch hits a big shot. And all these shots I'm referring to were three pointers in the fourth quarter in the nine minute mark stretch and, and, and below from nine minutes to zero. Basically they hit four or five, three pointers. Yeah. So you have to figure out how to, I guess, have the missed shots. You know, Max Struess has zero points in game one and gives you some points today. Yeah, but Denver needs to figure out how to get other guys involved. And like right now, I'm, I'm going to look at these stats for you guys. It's insane. Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr. had 14 points in game one, and it gives you basically five in game two, right? Uh, Bruce Brown gives you 10 points in game one, gives you nine points, or sorry, 11 points in game two. CP3, six points in game two, you know, compared to seven points in game one. Jeff Green is not giving you nothing. Nine points today in game two, four points in game one. The biggest difference is basically um, is, uh, you know, Michael Porter Jr. He needs to be aggressive in scoring, but we'll see what happens in game three. I already know this. Miami is going to bring out the house. Everybody's going to be there. DJ Kylie, Lil Wayne, whoever. The 305 is going to be lit. It's going to be a fun game. Stay tuned. Once that, once that game's over, the episode is dropping by game three, and Miami's going to do whatever in their power to protect home court, and Denver's going to do everything in their power to make sure there's still one game. And they're more likely to still either one of those games, either game three or game four. But we'll see, man. A lot of people say it's going to be over 4-0. I said 4-2 Denver, but we'll see how it pans off in Miami in the 305. But for the ones that's been kicking with me the last 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, enjoy, man. I appreciate it. Enjoy the show. Tap in. More views to come. Y'all be safe out there, man. One love. Peace.